Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Risen from the Detroit Lions podcast and Lions Wire. Chris and I, unfortunately, are unable to bring you a live show this week, uh, as we were unable to last week. Last week, I was sick. Uh, I was very under the weather. I actually uh, wound up going to a couple different specialists. This week, Chris has pneumonia. Uh, is not feeling all that well, so uh, I decided to do a little video just to give you something as we head into the holidays. Uh, by the way, uh, it's it's almost Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, whatever holiday you're celebrating. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, I am uh, in the home at home in Holland, Michigan, where the Weather Channel is. Uh, Mike, they dispatched Mike Seidel here for the coming blizzard. Uh, I'm recording this Thursday afternoon. Uh, the blizzard hasn't quite hit yet. Uh, I would turn the camera around, but uh, I don't want you to see how dirty my, my office room is here. But uh, it's just starting to snow here right now. Uh, but we are expecting uh, blizzard-like conditions. We have already made the decision. Uh, as a family, we are not leaving the house until at least Sunday night, if not Monday morning. So I uh, uh, hope you enjoy the Lions. We get the Lions bonus early this week on Saturday. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a preview of that game and, and talk some more about some of the issues that are going on. So without further ado... This week's Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. All right. Let's get to this. Uh, first off, uh, many thanks for all the people that reached out last week. Uh, I was not feeling well at all. I uh, had some underlying issues. If you watched the end of the St. Jude's Telephone, you saw me suffering pretty badly. Uh, no, that was not, that, that was not uh, sleep deprivation. That was not uh, hunger deprivation. That was... It was not a fun week, let's put it that way, uh, the week after that. But uh, I, this is the best I've felt since, so I'm, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back with you. I uh, wish we could do this live, but it is what it is. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Lions. I don't want to go too far back into last weekend, other than to, to recap a couple things about it. And uh, these were things that came up sort of in the, the podcast Slack, uh, which you can join $5 on Patreon. It's, it's the best Lions, smartest Lions chat. And by the way, one of the friendliest. Uh, we, we get some really good people in there. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you all uh, conversing with me uh, and hanging out and just, you know, like taking the, the topics into, you know, any number of different directions. It's, it's a lot of fun to follow along, even if you're if you're just, you know, lurking in the background. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's no trolling. It's, it's great. So, again, uh, the Detroit Lions podcast, Slack channel, Patreon, $5 a month. Get in it. Uh, Chris will get you set up, even though he's ill. Um, he does have that ability. He's he's. He's not dying yet, so um, get get better soon, Chris. We miss you. Uh, we need you. Um, so with that, uh, let's go back to uh, the, just a quick recap of the Jets game. And, and this ties into something that uh, Big Bad Fab asked in the podcast topics of the Slack. Uh, he wanted to know, uh, earlier this season we talked about a, a, the Lions having a very small margin for error uh, in terms of games. And it was something that was a pervasive theme in 2021 uh, he wanted to know if that's gotten better. And my answer to that is the Jets game proves that it has gotten better. Because that was a game where the offense didn't play all that well. The defense was not at its best. They missed a field goal. Um, normally late in a game when he missed a field goal like that, hello Minnesota, uh, you wind up losing the game. This game they won even though they didn't have their quote-unquote A game. 
that's a really good development for this team. And that shows you that there's more talent on this team, that there's more cohesion. The talent is developing nicely. So, yes, Fab, the uh, the margin for error has grown quite a bit. It's still not where it needs to be. They still can't play a C game and win, not even not even this weekend against Carolina, not even next week at home against Chicago. Uh, you still got to bring bring pretty close to a good effort but uh, and a strong effort. But uh, they have definitely improved enough where they don't have to do everything just right, where not every break has to go their way. They have to get every call or every bounce of the ball in order to win, which was very much the case last year. Uh, that's a very positive development, and that, that, reflects poor, that reflects very very warmly on Dan Campbell as a head coach and his assistant coach of former players who are all – they all embrace the teaching role and the player development role, and that's something – you know, Chris and I have talked about that for some time, something we talk about in the Slack. Uh, if you listen to me on the huge show uh, this week and last week, uh, really over the course of the season, that's one of the things that, that has been a pervasive theme – that is going to keep going. Uh, and one of the other questions that comes up, which leads into this, very poor segue, sorry. I, I need Chris! Ah. Anyway, there's a lot of worries about Ben Johnson uh, leaving this team, the offensive coordinator, uh, after his brilliant play design to beat the Jets in a game that got a lot of national attention. Uh, I think that sort of, uh, that indicates, you know, that there's going to be a lot of interest for him. Uh, I Chris is uh, steadfast that he does not think that Ben Johnson is going anywhere. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with him, but I will say he is going to get interviews. He's going to get looks. He's not gonna be the only one, by the way. But uh, I'm not terribly concerned that he will leave. But uh, he's certainly an innovative young mind, and, and people are gonna want to get on that. Uh, the The move to the young offensive guru has kind of waned a little bit, you know, with the Sean McVay, the Zach Taylor, um, the, the, those sorts of guys. They, they sort of fall out of favor, and a lot of the recent more coaching hires. Uh, easy for me to say, haven't been more defensive. Uh, I think you're going to see um, Arthur Smith also fits into that category, the, the coach of the Falcons uh, being plucked from Tennessee as their young offensive coordinator. Um, Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, too. I think the, de- I think the trend is going to switch more towards defense. Uh, I also think that Aaron Glenn is still more likely to get hired as a head coach this offseason than Ben Johnson. I also think that Deuce Staley is more likely to get hired as a head coach this offseason. Uh, a lot of that has to do with their, their experience, their managerial skills, the way that they showed at the Senior Bowl that they can run the show. Uh, Staley was the head coach there. Aaron Glenn was took on a bigger role. Uh, Staley is the assistant head coach. He is being groomed to be a head coach. Don't think that, that the Lions aren't hopeful that that will happen for him. Uh, one of the things that, that you know, I'll, I'll hit on Chris's theme here, since he's not here, I'll, I'll, I'll hit on this for you, buddy. Servant leadership, the idea of promoting people for the good of the people. Uh, that's something that this organization feels very strongly in, and Deuce Staley uh, is going to benefit from that. I think he will be hired as a head coach this offseason. And we'll be looking for a new assistant head coach and running backs coach. That assistant head coaching job, that's a carrot that you can give to somebody like Ben Johnson, like Kelvin Shepard, like Antoine Randall L., like uh, any, any number of coaches that you want to hold on to and keep uh, but are going to be looking for like, hey, you know, uh, I, I can get an interview here. What are you going to do for, to keep me? Um, that, that's that's a chip that the Lions can play, um, and it's absolutely nothing at all against Deuce Staley. I love Deuce. I think he's a fantastic running backs coach. I think he's getting a lot out of his unit, though it hasn't shown lately. Uh, I think he's a very good leader, and I think he's a very, um, I, I think he's a very integral part of what they're doing. But if he leaves as the assistant head coach, 
Um, I'm not too worried about the running back coach part and the assistant head coaching part that might be as valuable to keep a guy like Ben Johnson or Kelvin Shepard or even Aaron Glenn or, or Brian Duke or the, the defensive backs coach who's starting to get some attention around the league as well. Uh, that, that can be a chip that you can play for them to keep them. So uh, keep that in mind uh, as we're – that is something that we're going to have to deal with. Um, and this is something – like we're going to have to get used to this as Lions fans. We are not used to having coaches leave – for better, bigger, and better things because they've performed so well in Detroit. It's been a long time since that happened. It's a very happy problem to have, but it's a problem that we will have to face. Uh, that, that's more for the offseason, though, but uh, get back to being on track here. Um, one of the big topics in the in the Slack, the Pro Bowl. Frank Ragnow made it. This is an interesting one because he's the only Lion that made it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, I made the case that Jonah Jackson was the Lions' best offensive lineman, and I kind of still believe that. Uh, I have not seen Frank Ragnow at his 2020 dominant best yet. Uh, look, he's playing through a foot injury. It's been very difficult on him. Uh, he's soldiering through it. He doesn't quite have the range that he used to. This is a testament to how well he's playing that he still makes the Pro Bowl, even though he's clearly not 100%. Now, Pro Bowl, there's a lot of things that go into the Pro Bowl. Um, It's fan voting, it's coach voting, and it's player voting. Kirby Joseph, as an example, won the fan vote at safety, didn't even make it as an alternate. And we'll get to the the nine alternates for the Lions in a second here. But back to Ragnow for a sec. This is a guy, he's benefiting in part because the NFC center class isn't very good. Or like Name name an NFC center. Challenge. Do it. Um, Frank Ragnow is probably going to be the first name you think of. Uh, and, and a lot of that is reputation, and he's earned that. And he, I won't say that his play has not earned a Pro Bowl spot, but it's interesting that that uh, he's not having his greatest season, uh, and he makes it. But, that, but again, there, there's a lot of machinations that go into the Pro Bowl. Um, and the alternates, um, if you've seen the list, every lineman – but Evan Brown, the right guard, made it as an alternate. So Panay Sewell, um, Jonah Jackson, and Taylor Decker all made it. Uh, I actually think that Taylor Decker got robbed. I think he should be the left tackle for the NFC. Obviously, Trent Williams is going to get that, so it's going to be difficult to, to, to beat that. And nothing against Trent, but Taylor Decker's having a whale, a whale of a season. He's playing great. It's nice to see the fans rallying to him. Uh, he has come out in the last couple of weeks as much more – Fan-friendly and open and appreciative of the fans in Detroit. Uh, and look, it, it's, you know, it's, it's been a hard go for him. Uh, he's had, had some issues. Um, I'm going to take a little break here for a sec. Sorry about that. I had to hit the uh, personal cough button. Um, didn't want to cough on here on y'all. I'm still not 100%, but I'm getting better. Um, but Decker, anyways, back to Taylor Decker. He's had just a real... Uh, like much more positive reception from more Lions fans. I think Lions fans are more appreciative of what he's doing. Uh, and uh, he's playing He's playing great at left tackle. Panay at right tackle, probably the best game of his career was against the Jets. I know he had a penalty in it, but, man, he was sharp. Uh, that, that was a great performance by Sewell at right, right tackle. Uh, just the dominance that he showed throughout the game. Um, look, he's had stretches in games where he's been dominant before, but I've never seen him be that good that long. Uh, and, and look, he's still one of the youngest players in the league. So, uh, Benet, you deserve it. Johnny, you absolutely deserve it. Or just to Jared Goff. Jared Goff is one of the alternates at quarterback. And you know what? He should be. He deserves it. He's having a good season. 
Uh, look, I know I know Scott Bischoff in, in his preview last week touched on it, and it's something that you know we, we wind up getting asked a lot because it's, it's always in the back of the minds. I'm going to enjoy Jared Goff for the rest of 2022 for being Jared Goff and being a pretty darn good quarterback this year. I'm going to worry about 2023 and beyond once this ride ends uh, because uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep my you know keep my, my <laughs> keep my seatbelt fastened through the rest of it. Uh, and worry about 2023 and beyond when we get past 2022. Because right now in 2022, Jared Goff is playing some dang good football. Uh, did not have a great game against the Jets. Uh, to go back to the the earlier point about not having your you're having the margin for error that they do, but he did good enough. He was better than Zach Wilson. He was better than several other quarterbacks on last weekend. Uh, coming off of a week. The prior week where he won the FedEx Player of the Week, the Air Player of the Week. Congratulations for that, by the way. Uh, that's you no. Know, he's he's played some. He's played a, a pretty darn good season. He's currently got what two hundred and thirty-two. I want to say. Uh, don't don't make me look it up. Two hundred thirty-two. We'll go with that number. Uh, straight passes without an interception. One of the things that was a problem last year and early in the season was that he was flippant with the ball. He was giving the ball away too much. You're not seeing that anymore. He's still a. The combination that he's found of still being aggressive and taking some shots down the field and throwing some tighter window throws, but not putting receivers in peril, not putting the ball in peril, it's a really nice balance right now. And he deserves credit for that. Mark Brunel, the quarterback's coach, deserves some credit for that. Uh, Ben Johnson deserves credit for that. The receivers do as well for having better chemistry with them, a better communication like on the sidelines. like. They're much more in sync now, and, and it, it suits Jared Goff very well. So he deserves to be a Pro Bowl alternate. I'm, I'm happy with it. I hope he gets there. Uh, some look again. The Pro Bowl. A lot of it is who else around the league at your position is having good years and bad years, and it's not a great year in the NFC for quarterbacks. You know, you've had some guys hurt. Tom Brady um, not having the year that you would expect. Matthew Stafford obviously injured. Uh, it's uh, Russell Wilson is now in Denver and not good. Uh, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a different, different animal this year. So, uh, he gets there. Jamal Williams got there, uh, on the basis of his rushing touchdowns and his personality. Uh, the last two weeks, he's been dreadful. I hope that he runs through that wall against Carolina. And I mean that literally. I, he needs to run through the wall that is, he's just, he's not played well the last couple of weeks, but for the season, he absolutely deserves it. Amon Ra, of course, deserving of it as a wide receiver. Uh, he's going to, Take that that chip and put it on his shoulder. Uh, I'm not going to say that he deserves it over to be on the the roster over uh, over Justin Jefferson or anything, but he's having a great season. Uh, Lions fans know how good he is. The teams that play the Lions know how good Amon Ra is. So, Sun God, you deserve it, and you should be uh, upwardly mobile on that too. Kaylee Raymond made it as an all as a Pro Bowl alternate as a kick returner. Uh, he showed you with the punt return last week what he can do. Actually, it's punt return. It's not, he's not the kick returner. Uh, showed you what he can do. He won the Jets game. Uh, that game does not, that win does not happen without Keely Freeman's punt return, uh, after the Jets first drive. Uh, that's, uh, that, that was something else, man. Uh, uh, real quick, I got to watch the game last week. I was out and about in public. Uh, I was out with my daughter at one of her basketball tournaments and, uh, there was a very big crowd. Uh, at, at the basketball facility in Grand Rapids. And when that happened, uh, look, it's a pretty loud facility inside. It got real loud from the 20 to 30 of us that were gathered around the TV watching that punt return. It was, uh, it was raucous. It was amazing. 
Uh, wish that could have happened at home and the fan reaction to that would have been awesome. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it, it was a great ride. Um, also Hutchinson made it. Aiden Hutchinson as a rookie made it. He was the only defensive player to make it. Uh, that's, it's probably fair. I would say, uh, and I will say this, uh, quite proudly, actually, Alex Anzalone deserved to be an alternate. There has not been a better linebacker in the NFC over the last four weeks than Alex Anzalone. You can look at any other roster, any other linebacker and what they're doing right now. None are playing better than Alex Anzalone is playing in Detroit right now. I know that's difficult for a lot of people to process that are, you know, pre-programmed to hate him or, you know, predisposed that, oh, he sucked. He was terrible last year. He's not the same guy, folks. If you don't evolve your opinions on guys when they improve, uh, you're going to be stuck in a rut and that, that you're going to be wrong. Uh, guys do get better. Uh, there's any number of reasons for Anzalone that, and his improvement. Uh, Kelvin Shepard, the linebackers coach, deserves credit for that. I think uh, Rodrigo getting better uh, and, and earning more trust from both Anzalone and the defense as a whole has helped. I think Isaiah Bugs playing better in front of him has helped. And Aline McNeil playing in, better in front of him has also helped. I think John Kaminsky being back helps. I will say Romeo Aquara was a very welcome re-edition last week. Like, all these things come together, uh, and I, I I hope that folks are realizing um, my mantra for a long time, you know, the, the, and, and by the way, I, I share this with, with both John Dorsey uh, and GM Brad Holmes, don't overvalue the off-ball linebacker position. They're good enough there now. And remember, Derek Barnes has been hurt. He's going to be coming back. He got a lot better just before he got hurt. Let's hope he can come back healthy and prove it. They're good with Rodrigo and Barnes bringing in, whether it's Anzalone coming back or another veteran um, that's out there that you plug in, you know, for a one-year, three, three-and-a-half million contract and, and get them to, to be your sort of veteran runner. Uh, you maybe have another guy that comes back for special teams, whether it's uh, it's it's uh, Woods or, or whoever. They're going to have they're going to have guys like that. This is not a team that needs a first or second round linebacker. Uh, the sooner y'all realize that, again, I, I said this last year, I'll say it again. They're not taking a linebacker early. For all of you who wanted the Kobe Dean, he's played one snap this year. Wouldn't be much better than that in Detroit. Wouldn't wouldn't have an impact on this defense either. So, uh, look, I hate that it goes from a celebration of Alex Anzalone's good play to being lecturing people about the linebackers, but it, it's something I still get this on an almost daily basis. Y'all got to realize that it's not 1988 anymore. You're, if, you're, if your defense is built around your linebackers, you don't have a very good defense. The Lions don't do that. Their linebackers are playing very well right now. We should celebrate and appreciate that. So uh, that's that. Pro Bowl. Um, again, by the way, there's no Pro Bowl game this year. Uh, they have gone through just the skills competition weekend and a recognition, uh, which is great. Uh, if you, God bless you, if you've watched the Pro Bowl, I haven't watched it in a very long time. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, it, it became an unwatchable product, uh, with guys just going half effort. So, uh, th- this should be better. Hopefully a couple of the lines get bumped up to that. Uh, we'll see if they still do the thing where if you're in the Super Bowl, um, you can't get in. So that's where the alternates come in. Uh, I won't say that the lines are going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to, uh, drink that much Kool-Aid, but, uh, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. We got some playoffs, folks. We win this game on Saturday in Carolina, and the Detroit Lions can absolutely win that game, and I expect them to win. Spoiler alert, I'm picking them to win. 
they're in a really good spot because you got Seattle favored to lose on the road. Washington, the other team that's ahead of the Lions that they need to catch, favored to lose on the road. San Francisco, Kansas City, those are better teams than the guys that they're playing. Lions win. They got that number seven spot. You got Chicago coming up. Week six, week, was week 17. There's 18 weeks now. It's confusing. I know. Lions win that game. They're in, they actually have the potential if Seattle loses that week, and, and they could. They haven't been playing very good football lately. Lions could actually clinch going into week 18. And then the fun that would be the argument about do we rest our starters in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers and what could be his very last game in a Packers uniform. For all we know, it could be his last NFL game. Uh, that's going to be a very fun discussion to have, and I hope we get to have it because that's going to be great. Um, let's look at a couple other things here. Um, there was an injury, uh, Deshaun Elliott, not officially yet that he's been ruled out. Uh, that will be happening within the hour. Uh, it's a little after three o'clock. We get our final injury report at four o'clock typically. Uh, and the lines are traveling today to, to get out in front of all this weather. Deshaun Elliott isn't going to play. And Justin Rogers, our friend from the, the Detroit News, has hinted at it a couple of times this week. And he asked the question in the press conference today, if you watch Dan Campbell's press conference, uh, there was a question asked about if Yatsu Malifanwu and what his status is, where it's at. Justin asked that, uh, and I, I, I feel comfortable in, in channeling Justin here. I think that Justin is on to the fact that if he's going to start in place of Deshaun Elliott. I don't know about that. I'm not real comfortable with that. We have not seen him. Uh, C.J. Moore has filled in in the past. Juju Hughes has filled in in the past. When uh, when various – whether Kirby's been out, whether Deshaun's been out, you know, whatever. Uh, the fact that they would go to Iffy is a little surprising to me. It's a little – disappointing isn't the right word because I'm, I don't want to be – I don't want it to seem like I'm disappointed that they are giving Iffy a chance to prove himself. But this is a must-win game. Like, me- meaningful football in December means that you don't really have a lot of time to experiment with these guys. Like, if he hasn't shown it to you, like, if he hasn't even been able to come in as an injury replacement during the week, doesn't say a lot for how much the coaching staff and how much the team has confidence in him. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious as to how that's going to play out. So that, that is something to definitely watch this week. I'm still personally expecting C.J. Moore, but uh, – uh, Justin and Justin, Justin is not alone in this, by the way, in, in thinking that uh, we're going to see a lot of iffy this week. Uh, how that plays out against a Carolina team that is uh, hit and miss with their offense is probably the best way to say it. Uh, and and where Deshaun specifically has been very good is in run support and crashing the run. That's not what iffy does well. Um, we're, we're actually well, we're not sure what iffy does well, uh, other than than being a good athlete when he's healthy. Uh, so th- that's going to be very interesting to see uh, what what happens with that. Uh, I, other than that, the, the other injuries. Look, Ragnow was back at practice. Uh, Derek Barnes was back at practice. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried about them. I think the offensive line should be a full go. Uh, doesn't seem like Abosika was back, so uh, you're going to be out your your top reserve uh, guard. Hopefully, you don't need that. Oh, it's it's, it's shaping up to be pretty good. Um, one quick look. So I, I, I assume I actually haven't looked checked yet, but I assume that Scott Bischoff is doing a more in-depth preview. So I'll just hit on the on the Panthers really quick. Uh, and one of the reasons why I really like the Lions, uh, it ties in with with Iffy playing and with the linebacker play that we just talked about. 
Their run offense is schizo as hell. They, and, and I, I, I checked these out and I wrote them down. So, week 14, they ran for 223 yards. Week 15, last week, 21. That's the first time this has happened. Not their first rodeo with the, the wild variance in rushing output. Week 10, 232 yards on the ground. Week 11, 36. They are all over the place. They never have a game where they rush for like 80. It's always like 185 or 30. Like there's no happy medium with them. Uh, and, and look, I know Deontay Foreman, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're top running back now, now that, uh, their injuries and McCaffrey are, are moved around. Uh, I covered Dante when he was with the Texans. He was a third, third round pick back, uh, 2017, 2018. Uh, he's a guy that if he has a hole in front of him, he's going to hit it. He's going to hit it hard and he's going to hit you hard. Uh, but he is not, um, he's not a guy that's a, a game breaker necessarily. They, they, they don't run. Sam Darnold, the quarterback doesn't run. This is why I'm confident about the Lions. Last six weeks, the Detroit Lions, I wrote it down here. Notes, folks. Two running backs, 3.4 yards per carry to running backs over the last six weeks. Number two in the NFL to, to running backs. Quarter, quarterbacks skew that. Like they're, they're still not going to stop running quarterbacks. But, uh, when, when runners, when running backs are running against the Lions, they've been damn good lately. I'm pretty solid, solidly convinced that they will stop the run, make Sam Darnold throw. Look, it's going to be cold out. Uh, as much as people want to talk about Jared Goff being a California guy, Sam Darnold's a SoCal guy. It's a guy who went to uh, went to USC, not used to being in the cold all that much. I know he played in New York. He didn't, didn't play very well. Uh, this this guy, I mean, he's uh, – we want them to throw the ball. Now, they're, they're not without their, their weapons. They do have some things that they do, but I, I really like the Lions' defensive chances to win this football game, even if the offense isn't clicking. Do I worry about the defense or the Carolina defense a little bit? Yeah, Brian Burns is a good player. Frankie Louvu is a very good player. Lions fans probably don't know much about him. He's good. He's he he's, he's he makes things happen. He's a catalyst type of athlete, uh, and, and Carolina seems to use him pretty well, uh, especially since they made their their shift to Steve Wilkes as their interim coach. So uh, now without some peril there, I think this is a game where JMO comes in. Um, that was it's on the notes. I didn't cover it. My bad. Wrote this at Lions Wire this morning. It was something that Ben Johnson talked about yesterday about why JMO isn't getting more work. And he basically explained it. Uh, and it's something that I think they talked about on the post game show last week. Um, I was in and out on that. Uh, so forgive me if, if that's incorrect information, but I seem to recall that. But it's basically the, the chemistry and the timing between Goff and Williams. They aren't there yet. If you watch the game, you saw it. Like Jared has to learn to throw the ball earlier before JMO gets open because and just rely that JMO is going to get past the defense and get open. Uh, and if you miss it, you're going to miss long, and that's okay because then nobody's going to catch it because ain't nobody getting past JMO down the field. Um, I think you are going to see more of him. I think you're going to see a little bit less of him down the field. I think I think you can see him doing a little bit more of the uh, like let's run him on an eight yard out and see if he can get out in space one on one and make and break a tackle and make a miss. I think you are going to see a couple of opportunities for that. Um, maybe, maybe a little birdie might, might have told me that. 
that, 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 that that's something that you could look for this weekend. But uh, that's uh, just the, the, the weaponry that is at Goff's disposal and his comfort in using any and all of it. I mean, look, they drew up a game-winning play last week for Brock Wright, the same Brock Wright who dropped the first pass on that game-winning drive. If that doesn't tell you that Jared Goff is, is you know, at peace with throwing to whoever is open um, and capable of finding who's ever open behind an offensive line that can protect him, uh, and I do think they'll protect him from from Brian, from Brian Burns and, and Frankie Luvu. Um, it, it's interesting uh, that Derek Barnes, or I'm sorry, Derek, Derek Brown comes up a lot as a guy that the Lions fans wanted uh, and the Lions fans sort of fear. He has one sack. He has five tackles for loss this year. That's less than Isaiah Bugs. That's less than Ali McNeil. He's a good player. He's not an impact player. Uh, if you're worried about him, don't. Um, look, he, again, he's, he's a good player, solid, very good to very good in that range. Uh, but he's not this, you know, this isn't Javon Hargrave wrecking the, the interior. This isn't, uh, well, this isn't some of the other guys that we've seen this year who are really, really good. He's, he's just not that kind of guy. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the offensive line will hold up. Uh, I like what I saw from pass protection from, from, uh, Justin Jackson last week. Jamal's still very good in that, if they use him in that capacity. Uh, Jason Cabinda, who somehow made it as a Pro Bowl alternate, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't get, I don't get that one either, other than there, there's just not many NFC fullbacks other than Juice Check, uh, on San Francisco. So, uh, I think that Goff is going to have time. Um, he's going to miss a couple throws. That's just, that, that's who Jared Goff is. But I think he's going to hit enough against a, a, a secondary that's good but vulnerable uh, to, to teams that can spread the ball around. Uh, that's been their MO all year. If you have one receiver, they're pretty good against you. If you have any number of weapons, and the Lions have that with Amon Ra, with, with Shark coming back very well lately, Josh Reynolds playing better, you know, they're, they're not afraid to throw it to Swift or Wright or Zilstra or anybody, J-Mo coming in. Uh, I think that that breadth of weaponry is going to serve Jared Goff very well this weekend. I think the Lions get that win. Real quick, I'll wrap this up with playoff talk. Yes, it's real. It's fun. Uh, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in it until it happens, but I do think that the odds are pretty strong that the Lions get there um, based on the way that they're playing based on the way that Seattle has played Washington. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm still actually not sold that the Giants win another game. So they have paths to get there. I sure hope they get it, man. Uh, the, the validation for being the first team ever to start one and six and make the postseason, you better believe I want to write that story. Uh, and I will write the hell out of it at Lions Wire. So uh, with that, I will bid you do. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening to me uh, uh, stumble through a couple things here. Doing it solo. Again, Chris Chris, and I should be back together next week. Hopefully, uh, we're both capable of being uh, healthy and, and vibrant at the same time uh, with our schedules going on. It is Christmas break. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, enjoy it. Be with your family. Enjoy Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be snowed in with the Lions. It's, it's going to be a great way to spend a holiday weekend. Take care. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.